Warning, this podcast contains spoilers, but you shouldn't care. Welcome to Hey James, Watch This, a celebration of mediocrity. In this, and indeed every episode, Russ and Fry will try to convince their friend James why he should watch an absolutely unnecessary film. Hey James, Watch This. Hi everybody, welcome to Hey James, Watch This, I am James. I'm Russ! And I'm Fry. And I would like to talk about Cold Pursuit. Cold Pursuit. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I did take some notes, not that many, because I was engrossed in the film. Uh, this is not a movie I want to clown on because it does such a good job of clowning on itself. <laughs> this is a really good movie. And if it wasn't for the fact that it was a remake by the same director, I would say it doesn't even belong on our podcast because that's how good it is. That's the worst part. And if you saw the trailer go by on Netflix, you'd never watch it. Yeah, because you don't know what's what's happening. What yeah, the, it, the it wasn't advertised self. as the kind of movie it is. I, I saw it in theaters and remember being like surprised that it was a very different movie than I expected to see. I I think Liam Neeson should not be in the trailer because he gives people the wrong. Not that he, he did a good job in the movie, but just that he gives people the wrong impression. I think they should have done two entirely separate trailers so that people who only <laughs> see one to get confused. both groups. One was only the elevator gags. <laughs> that would be the boss's trailer. I watched the shit out of that. It's a 30-second so a, a trailer, and all it is is... Just slowly raising and lowering. Oh, God. God. So you could good. make a great trailer like that. My first observation, in the very beginning of the movie, I was like, he's not playing the Taken guy. And not a minute later, I was like, oh, okay, now he is. <laughs> I like that they showed in that scene in the in, I believe it's his first murder where he's trying to choke that guy to death and he keeps like breathing. It's not very easy to choke someone to death when you're sitting on top of them and trying to squeeze their throat. That is not an easy thing to do and I like that they showed that. In fact, it's probably harder even than they showed, but it's better than those movies where someone reaches out with one hand, chokes somebody for 3 seconds and then suddenly they're dead or they're uh, unconscious. Let's see. Uh, I gotta get my my flashlight on my phone. I, 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 I <laughs> We're back at Applebee's. <laughs> okay, I was curious about a line in the film where they said that baking soda was bad for you. Is this a thing? Has have either of you heard of this? No, that, it's that not super, a thing. The health nut bag. Not a thing in any. In any okay. the, but I mean, remember, I just, boxes of it at a time. I guess. Yeah. Well, no, I wouldn't recommend <laughs> that. But it's, they tell you I, not to I, eat I flour. He mentioned baking soda alongside corn syrup. So which. I just don't think they're equivalent. Yeah, but that guy's... I mean, if it's not acai berries and spring water, that that guy's not going to have anything to do with it. Yeah, yeah, that guy's kind of nuts. So I was watching that scene where he's cutting this hunting rifle down, and I was just like, oh my God, buy a handgun. You live in the United <laughs> States. What is yeah. wrong with you, you asshole? I like how much they ponder on revenge without having a single single line of dialogue about it. They really give you time to think, even sorry, during some of those gags where, you know, they're raising the body slowly or mm. carrying the casket. They really give you time to think about how little he's actually accomplishing and indeed how much many more bad things he's releasing into the world. I love this. He caused a lot of death. There's the scene where his brother is getting taken off to get shot, you know, yeah. and his asshole of a wife is looking, you know, piningly out the window, confused, like, what's going on? And, yeah. like, I knew the movie had me because at that moment, I felt bad for her. 
I was yeah. like, in any other movie, she would be absolute comic relief. And here, it's like, oh, no. She, yeah, she doesn't it, know where he's going, but he does. You even feel a little bad for the bad guys in this movie. The way that the blank letter when his wife leaves him in the beginning was presented, it's just chef's kiss. I mean, it was beautiful. He just picks it up and he slowly folds it open. He has essentially no reaction, which is great. <laughs> and then he just, and then cut scene, next scene, perfect. He doesn't really visibly emote for, for many <laughs> of the things that happened to him. There, he there, just emotes by murdering people who caused his in pain. Yeah, but but even then, it doesn't. It definitely they manage to do it in a way where you do not get that revenge thrill, you know, yeah. that you get in some other movies. You, you it the violence is not glorified. Know, in he this he movie. approaches it like it's just a thing he has to do now. Uh, I don't know. I, I I think by the end he's starting to question whether or not he did the right thing. <laughs> I, I think when he kidnapped a child, he may be may have started to realize that ooh, oops, I I've I'm the bad guy now, aren't I? Yeah, I did. <laughs> just a couple of quick fire notes. Wow, the Viking is kind of racist. <laughs> oh, kind of. And then the the uh, I just said, oh my god, this boomer cop for that older cop partner, where that the younger cop is actually trying to investigate the yeah. crime, and he's like, you should go out with the guy from the other precinct. Like, shut the fuck up, dude. <sighs> and then going to the final page here. Um, this flashlight is one- annihilating me. Going to the final page. One of the best quotes from a movie I've heard in a long time. During an extremely tense situation, in a tense movie where people have been killed in all sorts of ways. Do you have any idea what I can do to you on Yelp? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, I no notes. The perfect film. So I, I have two things I want to ask you about this. The first one is just... Mm-hmm. How did you like the uh, the running gag of the the screen death and uh, the the death page for everyone who died? And did you there count the is... running gags in total? No, I didn't. There, I was too engrossed. There's nothing I didn't like about this movie. I can't think of a single thing I disliked. For the first couple, you get the you know traditional Christian cross, yeah, and then like on, by three or four, there's a star of David, and I was like, oh, they're they're running with that, aren't they? And then there's that first <laughs> yeah. nation symbol. <laughs> Yeah, they they start changing it up. That I guess that's the only thing that I that I might I guess you might potentially criticize is I don't know if the role of the First Nations people in this movie like I, I yeah it I does it, was, it doesn't translate well in the in the original it's like yeah. a different nationality yeah uh, yeah yeah that that I guess you could criticize that piece of it but yeah. as just as a movie from the script and and especially from a directing point of view. Despite the fact that some scenes intentionally linger unnecessarily to make you uncomfortable, the pace of the movie is actually fairly fast. They yeah. keep it up. So, yeah, I loved it. And it's too good for this podcast. So let's try to do a little bit better. The one other thing I was thinking about this movie, we don't really get a lot about Liam Neeson's character's past. I feel <laughs> like he should be. before. I feel like he. This, these were not the first people he's murdered. I disagree. That first murder was the clumsiest yeah. thing I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, but he was up and ready to dispose bodies. He had the place picked out. He said he he literally said he read about it in a detective novel. Yeah, he said that. <laughs> that oh, should we mention what the uh, what the chicken wire is for? It's so the fish, so the fish can, can get out away at the bodies and they don't float. I don't know if that would work, but uh, I think there are. I think you should probably not try to dispose of bodies of people you've murdered. 
Give or, it a shot. Or murder them, really. Hmm? Try it out. <laughs> no, no. Anyway, great movie. Let's move on. Well, we are sitting at Fry 43, James 40. We haven't played this game in a while. Oh. Oh. This is three movies, one star. Ah, okay. Oh, now, okay. Now, you choose the actor or actress that is in all three movies. Hmm. I will try to go from easier to harder. The Island, The Avengers, The Prestige. Oh, yeah. The first The Avengers? And the next Avengers. And the next Avengers. Oh, all the Avengers. Interesting. Oh, gosh, I should absolutely... The Island, The Pre... Oh, oh, it's not... I'm thinking... So I started with The Prestige, because that's the one I'm most familiar with. Well, it feels I'm, like Chris Evans could have been in all of those. No. no, it's it's not it's not Robert Downey Jr. Is it? It's somebody else. Boys, that would be Scarlett Johansson. Oh, okay. Oh, yes. Okay. Wait. Oh, who was she was... in the Prestige? Uh, she was Angier's assistant who oh, had the affair. Right. Yeah. Yep. Oh, that's right. Interstellar, Ocean's Eleven, Saving Private Ryan. That's Brad Pitt. Nope. Matt Damon. Wait. Matt Damon. How did I get the... (laughs) You get them confused. That's funny to me because I get lots of actors confused. (laughs) Unfortunate. Star Trek. Avatar. Guardians of the Galaxy. Avatar The Last Airbender or The Blue Cat People? The movie isn't called Avatar The Last Airbender. It's just called The Last Airbender. But it's the Blue Ah. Cat People one. Okay. Sorry, can we have those movie names again? Star Trek. Avatar, Guardians of the Galaxy. I feel it's worth asking which Star Trek? Oh, Chris Pratt. The most recent one. Also, no. Oh. The reboot. The reboot Star Trek. The reboot. The reboot Star Trek. Yeah, I assumed you meant the crappy ones. Um, Or no, not Chris Pratt. What's the guy's name? Chris Pine is who you're thinking of. Chris Pine is who I was nope. thinking of. But that's Boys, that it. would be Zoe Saldana. Oh, yeah. Wait, she was in... Well, that Av- is... Avatar is not a movie I remember, so that's Uhura, fine. the blue cat girl, was named Natiri, I think. And, oh, um, yeah, she was Uhura. It, Gamora, uh, I think. I don't know. Gamora, thank you, yeah. And Gamora. Let's try... <laughs> Jackie Brown, The Incredibles, National Lampoon's Loaded Weapon 1. Mm, we're starting to get a little more obscure here. <laughs> I hadn't watched that movie since I was a kid. Holds up to this day. Has an 18 on Rotten Tomatoes, and I absolutely love it. National Lampoon's <laughs> National Weapon 1. No, I don't recommend people watch National Lampoon anymore. Oh, the shit. only person I remember from National Lampoon is Chevy Chase. I have no idea who else is in it. What are the well, other he's not in this one. Yeah, I figured. What are the other movies? Uh, the Incredibles and Jackie Brown. I don't know who voiced any of the characters yeah, on the Yeah, I got nothing so on this, this one either. And I haven't seen Jackie Brown in a very long well, time. Well, that is your highest grossing living actor because that is Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, that's right. He was oh. Frozone. <laughs> Cats, Pacific Rim, Zootopia. I want it to I be Idris Elba. That is I Idris Elba. See... Yes, oh, good. Okay, nice. okay. I was going to say, I, was... I did not see Cats... Uh, you know, or Zootopia. So I was, was pretty fun. sure I remembered hearing that Idris Elba was in Cats, which is just <laughs> such a fascinating thing to know and yet never have seen. He did it as revenge because we haven't made him Bond yet, and he deserves, to, and, he, and we deserve it. So 
I think we better make him Bond before anything worse happens to England. <laughs> Otherwise, he'll play an even worse CGI cat with a dick. Guys, we're remaking Beauty and the Beast, and I'm Beauty. interstellar the dark knight rises the devil wears prada oh christian bale oh i didn't see the devil wears prada so you and me both christian bale wasn't in interstellar either that is a problem but oh was i oh wait i confused him with matt damon now (laughs) (laughs) oh no i confused him with the other guy matthew mcconaughey i don't know this is (laughs) this is a lot harder than i thought it would be (laughs) It Wait, is what was the first. What was so the first I had a plan here where I was going to go easier to harder, and then I realized after asking a couple of easy ones, I was like, "It doesn't matter. I'm just going to go." Yeah. With we don't really know actors that well. That was Interstellar, Dark Knight Rises, and The Devil Wears Prada. Yeah, no, I totally got nothing there. Our listeners are screaming because that is Anne Hathaway. Oh, oh, right. yeah, of course, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, run up the score. Suicide Squad, The Wolf of Wall Street, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Leonardo DiCaprio? No, he wasn't in Once Upon a Time. Suicide Squad, where Leo Leo DiCaprio plays freaking bullseye. Well, well, hold on a sec. I didn't see Suicide Squad. I saw The Suicide Squad. I don't know which one you're referring to. It's just called Suicide Squad. Well, I didn't see that one because everyone told me it was bad and I didn't watch it. You should so. watch bad movies because they're fun. What is I the whole... What are we doing here? Because they might be on the podcast. Fries. I'm not going to put Suicide Squad on the podcast, probably. We, it was very unnecessary. We could have. Anyway, I don't know. <laughs> Suicide that, Squad. What were the other two? Wolf of Wall Street and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I've told you before, Russ, the only person I remember from Wolf of Wall Street is Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to say it's, uh, what's that guy's name? Is it Jonah Hill? Margot Robbie. Margot ah. Robbie. Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. Thor Ragnarok, The Sea Beast. If it helps, he was also in Two Towers. Two Towers and Return of the King. But not but Fellowship. Not the first one. Hmm. Interesting. So that rules out Sean Bean. <laughs> Andy Circus? Oh, who said Andy Circus? Mm-hmm. It's not that, but that's a fun guess. It's a good guess. Okay. Because well, Andy Circus is the kind of guy he could be in a movie and you mm-hmm. just wouldn't know. Good point. Yeah. I. Okay, from now on, I'm going to do like. Think of this. I'm going to do like five movies, one actor from like this point going <laughs> yeah, forward. Yeah, I think we need more movies. So I'll, gi- I'll give you one more for, for this one uh, Star Trek, the reboot. So I've given you Star Trek the reboot, I've given you Return of the King, I've given you Two Towers, I've given you Thor Ragnarok, and I've given you The Sea Beast. It's probably Chris Pine. (laughs) (laughs) Who was in one of those movies? One of the five movies. One is better than zero. Um, I I honestly, I cannot tell you the name of anyone else who was in Star Trek but Chris Pine. So, like, while it's a... Oh wait! No, no! Oh, I know! I know! I know! I know! It's it's um. I don't want to say what other movie I know him from because then Fry will know it. It's oh oh my god! I know it. Um, Here, let me help you for sure. No, shut up! It it is uh. Who was the guy who was in the new uh? The new. Shut up! Talk it out. Think it through. (laughs) No, because then you'll immediately know who it is, and I want to. I want to point. Oh, what is his name? He's such a good actor. Oh. All right, I've got to put a pin in this. That was Carl Urban. It's the Urban. guy that was in the new Dread movie. Yep, Carl Urban. Carl, Carl Urban. Urban. Yes. Yeah. 
Dang it. I forgot. I was like, wait, who played Bones? Who oh, was he in, it was Car- Who was he in the Lord of the Rings movies? Uh, Aomer. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was thinking it might have been Aomer, but I couldn't remember who played him. Carl Urban. Some of the casting in those movies was wild. Like, No, it, if you lived in New Zealand, you were in Lord of the Rings. No, no, that's not what I mean. I mean, I think it's weird that Carl Urban was Aomer. I would have made him Faramir or something, but anyway. But I mean... Or Boromir. Well, I mean, you can't, you can't be Boromir. Like, it's Sean Bean. He has to die. <laughs> Sean Bean does not have to play roles where he dies. I could not get Although, over Possessor when I watched it the other day. Sean Bean <laughs> is in it for five minutes, and his only purpose is to die. They can't, did you know... He does did nothing. Did you know... Did you know in Hitman 2, so they have these those elusive targets in the video game, and they made one for Sean Bean. <laughs> but he wasn't like his himself as the actor, right? He was playing like some villainous guy. But you only get like one chance to take him out. All right. There were people killing him with biscuits or like... Here, anyway, are, sorry, here are two more and fuck me. I'm Okay, I'm going to think twice before I do this again. Gattaca, Cars, The Man Who Wasn't There. Oh, wait, who was that guy from Gattaca? I don't remember his name. I'm going directly to the main star because I don't have a chance of remembering anyone else. Because Gattaca has been like, what, two decades? Like, come on. God, I could not tell you that guy's name if points on the podcast depended on it. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Well, the lead in Gattaca is Ethan Hawke. It's not him. Oh, Oh. well. Oh, that's why I couldn't remember him. It's that generic guy. (laughs) Need a white guy, Ethan Hawke. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to find out he was the sole Hollywood listener of our podcast, and you just made fun of him. <laughs> him. No, I mean, he's a fine actor. It's just, you know, he looks like a, a white guy. If he, if he left the you default like character a in a video. He looks like the guy uh, when you does. start up a video game and it defaults to a white guy. That's what he looks that, like. You're exa- that, that's a great comparison. <laughs> that's Tony uh, Shalhoub. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, well, he's been in millions of things, so that's not fair. And your final. You should list every movie an actor is in, and then see if we get it. Just go down their whole filmography. I'm gonna. We do not have that much time. Tony Shalhoub's been in a lot. Okay, here's what I'm gonna do. The next time we do this, uh, the next time we do Rustians, I'm gonna keep it really easy for you because this is what you're going to do to me. Okay. Okay. You're you're gonna do (laughs) just so you can show us how much better you are. Yes. Just so I can show you how much better I am. Excellent. Russ, I have no doubt you'd be better at that. Like, I don't think that's... And no one's going to be surprised. Like, you will feel vindicated, but Russ, but Fry and I will be like, oh, well done. That's, well, that's I am going to write a program to scour all <laughs> yeah. the links of movie actors and, uh, and databases and find the ten most obscure ones I can find. Oh, I would love it. That would be so much fun. And your last one. Kung Fu Panda. Tomorrow Never Dies. Memoirs of a Geisha. I don't think oh, I've seen was, any uh, of those Jack movies. Jack Black, right? <laughs> Memoirs of a Geisha with Jack Black. Oh, we live in the wrong timeline. <laughs> He's credited as Exuberant Girl. Um, I, I haven't seen any of these movies, Russ. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Unless you're talking about the original Tomorrow Never Dies. I haven't seen the... Oh, no, wait. That wasn't a remake. That was a remake. I'll give you you her most recent one. Uh, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Oh. uh, Crap. What's her name? (laughs) (laughs) I do not know her name. (laughs) I don't know. That's Michelle Yeoh. Yeah, there we go. 
Fuck. Okay, that was my bad. That was on me. That was on me. Uh, I'm going to own that one. I apologize <laughs> to Were everyone. any points scored? Two points were one. scored. James got one and Fry got one. Ah, oh, nice. That brings us up to 44 and 41, Fry and James <laughs> respectively. <laughs> well. <sighs> Heavy handed on the edit button. Okay, this is... Uh, Lord, you wanted something foreign. That's right, we wanted something foreign. And you're getting France, which is as foreign as they come. Who that, has ever okay, heard of, of all, France? That does not make any sense. And we said foreign drama because foreign is not yes. a movie cat. Yeah. And this I is, actually didn't know France was a real country until we did this movie. Uh, it, is really made of, it is made of cheese and protesting, and they do both well. <laughs> And before we jump into this, I did make a note at the end of last episode. I said, please don't pick a boring one. <laughs> so, we're bringing you a sci-fi drama. Oh, cool. Yes. This is 2021. And this is Oxygen. It's funny you say you don't want something boring. This isn't boring in the least, but there is absolutely a way you could describe it that would sound very boring. <laughs> there is. Oh, is that so, Fry? I'm so convinced. The the way you, the the short version is: there's a woman trapped in a box for about two hours. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's okay. tell you a little bit more about this. We uh, we have this woman. She. Uh, She's trapped in this box. She wakes up. She doesn't know where she is or why she's there. And it seems to be like a medical equipment sort of thing. She's got IVs and shit running into her. And, of course, we start with one of my favorite tropes that happens in every scene where someone wakes up unexpectedly in a hospital. She yeah. pulls all the fucking tubes out of her that yeah, she can reach. Yeah. yeah, by the way, if you're in a hospital, don't do that. That's why they yeah, I don't know what they're down. doing. Yeah, just assume I, some of the tubes are there for a reason. I have, I do have a question. Yeah. You say in a box. In a box. Are we talking more like a coffin or like a cardboard box in terms of shape? Sci-fi. Uh, Sci-fi medical the, tube. The the size and shape are similar to a coffin. Little, okay. little bit more room, but you can't sit up. Yeah, I'm not saying it is a coffin. I'm just saying, yeah. The woman <laughs> is played by Melanie Laurent, who you will know from probably Inglorious Bastards. She played Shoshana in that one. Oh, okay. And if you need to stare at someone's face who emotes heavily for two hours, damn, she kills it. Yes, she absolutely does. So she wakes up very confused, and after thrashing around for a bit, a very helpful computer system wakes up to talk to her. <laughs> uh, he, he introduces himself by the name Milo. Tells her uh, that she has 35% of her oxygen left and kindly <laughs> offers to administer a sedative. <laughs> hey, do, you remember, do you remember that, that how those Halloween shorts we watched last year? Yep. Yes. So is it like a bigger budget version of that? Yep. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's one consistent story throughout as opposed to a whole bunch of shorts this person is having. No, but I, do you remember the one where the guy was trapped in the escape pod? That was called yes, Galaxy of Horrors. Yeah. Yes, yeah, very similar. You. All right. So she wakes up and, you know, you wake up in a box. First thing you ask is, can I get out of the box, please? <laughs> yes, I would like to leave the box, please. And the computer is is very insistent that she can't do that because she doesn't know the administrator passcode. Which, of course, she doesn't know anything. She just woke up with complete and total amnesia. Well, that's not the computer's fault. Fair. Computer's <laughs> just doing its job. 
That's right. Uh, the computer refers to her in these these really interesting, like purely medical terms, like as as though to really differentiate itself and make sure you're aware it's not talking. You know, it's not a human being because it just <laughs> refers to her as the bioform or as Omicron two six seven, like some patient <laughs> number, and and never refers to her by her name, but. Tries to be friendly and keeps offering a sedative because she's clearly undergoing a lot of stress. But also, <laughs> she is down to 35% of her oxygen, and that is bad. So she's trying to figure out what's going on. She tries to do the next obvious thing to do in this situation. She calls the police. The, oh, she uh, has a phone. <laughs> the computer is hooked up to the, the internet, it seems, or the French version of that. <laughs> it's called the, the internet, internet. Fry. what are you talking <laughs> she keeps getting flashes of memory during this time as well and we're going to see her history her her backstory well really everything about her gets played out both through the combination of the memories we see that she's recovering and the com- the couple of conversations she's going to have on the phone and you know we we don't see you know she's she's in this pod the whole time and yet we learn her whole life story through things we see on the screen rather than her just, you know, anyone just telling us about. Yeah. She calls the police. She reports she's locked in a cryopod or the some kind of medical pod. It, it has like some kind of cryosolid na- company name or something. So it seems cryogenic. I'm in a white me. plastic coffin. Come get me. Uh, and they're like, hey, do you know where you are? And I'm like, she's like, nope, not, not a clue. Yes, um, I am inside this box. <laughs> So the, the police get the serial number of the, the box, which is helpfully visible on the inside of the box. I <laughs> actually think, come to think of it, I didn't really think about this before, but you put the serial numbers on the outside of things. So it's really yeah, strange yeah. that the serial number would be there. Or under something, or yeah. definitely behind a panel that you have to unscrew. Yeah, mm. but no, it's just right there where she can see it, which she really helps a, move the plot along. She needs a flathead, and this tube only comes with Phillips. Oh, <laughs> she tells them the, the serial number and they're like, all right, cool. We'll, uh, we'll look into it. And, uh, meanwhile, I'm going to transfer you to my supervisor and the line kind of goes dead and she's eventually able to talk to him. She's got, you know, the communication is never good. It's always kind of spotty and cutting in and out and making it hard for her to try to figure out where she is or what's going on. When do they reveal she's actually in space? How far into it do they do that? Probably... That part's fairly late. Yeah, probably now. It's a fairly late reveal. Okay, just curious. Go ahead. She <laughs> she also has the system do a kind of DNA scan on her, and mm. she finds out her name through that. Because she has a Google search her, or DNA search her name. Oh, the, the, this tube her. is also hooked up to social media. Yes. It's well, if it's on the internet, then... Yeah, yeah. And so she looks up this person. And she's like, oh, I must be Elizabeth Hansen because that's who my DNA says I am. And I see the picture of her and that looks exactly like me. So great. It says here my name is Jane Doe. <laughs> so she she looks up a lot of things on the on her social media. She sees that she has a husband. She starts getting memories about about him. <laughs> and I, th- gets I the- think James exa- knows exactly where we're going with this. Yeah. yeah. What would you say the themes of this movie are? <laughs> I mean, I love the Fry just uh, just for the listeners. Fry just gave an expression like I had asked him like 
if I told him I found the pants that he peed in earlier. <laughs> yeah, I know. They don't usually ask me what the themes of the movie are, so I was I was a bit taken aback by that one. Is... I guess that's sort of I guess that's sort of Russ's job. I, I was I, I was trying to ask in a way I guess I'm just trying to figure out if this movie is like more about identity or if it's more about like a bleak outlook on the future or you know, I guess, you know, that's where I was kind of I, I would say it's more about it's about identity, but it's also about like doing anything you can to survive, hanging on as long as you can. Right. The, right. the machine keeps trying to offer her an easy way out, sometimes with more degrees of forcefulness than, than others. <laughs> uh, but she, she winds up fighting a, a robotic arm. I was going to say, does it try to stab her with a needle? It tries to jab her with a needle. And she winds up having to fight this robotic arm You're that's coming getting down this from the sedative. Oh my Look, god! You need a sedative. Shut up and go to sleep, Fry. I didn't think you. I didn't think you'd make it this far. You can go <laughs> ahead and tell him what it's about because the entire philosophize yeah. me relies on what it's about. Fair <laughs> Usually enough. I try to discourage you, but <laughs> yeah. So you know, I will say you know this is. Obviously a spoiler that we're going to talk about now, but it's, we do want to talk about that. I already know what this movie is. Go ahead. Uh, she is a clone of Elizabeth Hansen mm-hmm. who has been grown for the purpose of sending a seed ship to planet, some planet, I forget what it was but called. But something went wrong. And then an asteroid hit the ship Yep. and kind of messed some things up. It didn't destroy all the pods. It killed a bunch of people on impact and it mm-hmm. slightly fucked her pod up enough that she got woken up, and everyone else is fine. So she's the only one on the <laughs> ship who had to undergo this struggle. So, so she is in fact a clone, and not like an android or something. Yes, yeah, she is okay. in fact a clone. I w- you never know where they're going with that one, but okay. This part of the uh, movie screwed with me because in <clears throat> Horizon, the video game series, yeah, Aloy is a clone of Elizabeth Sobek. And in this movie, she's a clone of Elizabeth Hansen. And my brain immediately started swapping those two. <laughs> yeah. I, I do want to say one of, since we're just talking about the ending, I'm going to talk about something that, like, I guess mildly infuriated me, but in, like, a funny way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, because if we're going to talk about space travel, I like, you know, I want to have some discussion about the accuracy of that space travel. And yeah. we were told to believe that this ship was launched 12 years ago. And it isn't yet past the moon. We, we like, see outside of the ship a couple of times, and it's between the Earth and the moon. I just thought they hadn't, like, actually fired it off yet. Well, what were they doing for those last 12 years? What were they doing? Wait a minute. (laughs) Well, if we're going for accuracy, there's no way a cell phone signal is going to reach Earth from that distance either. Which is which is one of the many things that no, sucks well, about this wasn't space. a cell phone. This this was the system built into the pod, which is tied it's, into the whole it's ship. a cell phone, Fry. We all know it's a cell phone. I'm just saying her data rates would be awful. Wait, wait a minute. She's get okay, quite wait, the bill. wait, wait. No, yeah. I, th- I think I remember now. I think that they were just newly put up there, but like it took 12 years to get this whole thing going. So, like, she's just been, you know, sitting in stasis for 12 years. Like, she was cloned 12 years ago, and now they're just about to launch this thing, I think. Hmm. I, I mean, maybe, maybe I just interpreted it a little bit differently. I, I don't recall that. I mean, let's be honest, it's kind of dumb. <laughs> they're not, this was not a movie that wanted to spend a ton of time on the science of that part of it. The engine they used to travel faster than light, or close to light speed... 
mm-hmm. is they have a big solar sail, and then when they're ready to take off, they launch a nuke at that solar sh- solar sail and detonate it right in front of the sail, and the ship zooms off like it's the Enterprise, which is I literally appreci- based on a hypothetical technology. I appreciate that they think that space will be like you know the ocean was but that that would not work well here's the other problem with it the way the whole ship was designed the passenger compartment passes through a nuclear explosion you just set off (laughs) yep that's probably bad one of the great things about nuclear explosions is that you don't have to be caught in the blast radius to be guaranteed to die Okay, but I, I you know, I, I want to give it shit for the science a little bit, but yeah, no, that's fine. you know, it was not a true. movie about the science. It was a movie about being a clone and trying to survive and all of this stuff. And I think yeah. it did a really good job. I really enjoyed awesome. it. Well, thank you, Fry. Uh, Russ, <laughs> you like to philosophize us? Well, I guess there's two parts to this: one part immortality <laughs> and one part space colonization. Um, <laughs> yes. A lot of people think they want to live forever, and there's a lot of reasons for this. Regrets and unfulfilled dreams, and the fact that death and non-existence themselves are just a common fear. And if we were immortal, we could escape that fear and then the void that inevitably comes. So it follows that a want for immortality might just be a desire not to die, you know. But for whatever reason, immortality is a commonly seen desire in fiction, and of course it would suck. Um, English philosopher Bernard Williams deals with this, that after a certain amount of living, human life would become unspeakably boring. We need new experiences in order to have reasons to keep on going, but after enough time has passed, we will have experienced everything that we as individuals find stimulating. We would lack categorical desires, that is, desires that give us reasons to keep on living, and instead we would only have contingent desires, which are things that we might as well do if we're alive, but they're not going to motivate us. So, like, if you're alive, you need to do the dishes, but you're not going to stay alive (laughs) to do the dishes. Unless you're a very, very unique individual. See, I, I feel like I kind of disagree with that idea, though, because, you know, if, if you were immortal and born, say, 2,000 years ago, in the last 10 years alone, you've had, you know, a shitload of new experiences. You can try out VR. You could probably fly to space. You could watch us fail to deal with another pandemic that you've probably seen happen a bunch of times. And I wonder if that would counteract everything, because I think it would be like lockdown. Like, that would just become life. Every day would blend into the next, and eventually every year, and then every century. And I think, with even if you had new technology, you would start to take it for granted. But there's, it's like, there's always new art to consume, and it's new, true. new things how to many, build and How many invent? times do you have to see society fail before you decide it's not worth continuing to watch it? And my problem Societies is, like, that's fail. what would they frustrate me. No, societies fail constantly. Like, I couldn't tell you the last good movie I saw, because any new movie I see, I just compare it to something I've already seen. I'm like, oh, that was better. Mm. But it is very telling that every time you see immortality in fiction, it's not a good thing. Like, all the characters want to live forever, but then when they get to do it, it's regret. And it shows up in, you know, Plato and any story with a Faustian bargain. And then today we have what we do in the shadows. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the approach that they took in this movie is a lot of fun. And Soma is a video game that deals with this thing. 
And unlike oh, oxygen, it doesn't end hopefully. And part of the yeah. plot, spoilers, is transferring your consciousness into new bodies. But the thing is, your consciousness doesn't get moved. It just gets copied. So now there's effectively... Yeah, there's two of you, each yeah. with your own stored memories up to that point. And the twist at the very end is that when you are meant to escape the game and win the game, you're the copy that gets left behind in the old body. So yep. technically you've won... And but your consciousness gets sent to the new good planet, which is effectively sold as heaven. And yeah, now you get to tell that to the yeah. guy who's left behind. You in quotes one. It's technically a you, but not the you that had to do all that scary shit to get there. And as a sidebar, well, that that you still has the same memories of that. Now he gets to die in a no, hole. It doesn't. Fry mentioned uh, China Mieville's Kraken a couple of weeks ago, which is a book that I also really enjoy. And yeah. the characters in this book have like knacks which are magical, specific things that they can do. And one guy who is a big old Star Trek fan has a knack where he can teleport people and things from one place to another, including himself. However, he has but... stopped using his ability because he finds that the more he uses it, he's haunted by more and more literal ghosts of himself. Yeah. And the reason for this is because he never internalized the idea that he's not teleporting himself He's making a copy of himself in the new place and then destroying his old copy. And yeah. uh, so he kills himself every time he teleports. And that's what uploading your consciousness would be. Like the prestige does yes. this too. And the idea of leaving something of yourself behind is properly romantic. And we all you know, think we want to be immortal. But your clone isn't you and your uploaded consciousness won't be you. It's its own new thing. You do much better the than make art. I mean, what as soon as it begins to think. Well, yeah, but... At the, the me that exists right now, I just want to take the counter argument here. So the me that exists right now, if five years from now I upload my mind into the internet or whatever, you know, I can upload my mind into, that consciousness has these memories, has, you know, had these experiences the same way I'm having them right now. Yes, and then when you load the, that experience into a computer, it's going to start screaming because it's used to being in a flesh thing. It, it, I think it's I'd not going to be good. No, I mean it's me. Good. I think I, you know what I think I'd because I, I would also have the memory of I'm going to do this. So <laughs> it's not like I'd wake up and be like, "Where am I? I was recording a podcast no, and now no, I'm, I'm here." Not, no, I'm not saying that. I'm saying you're you have sensory experiences and they're to a to a certain extent hardwired into your brain. Like you know how people feel phantom limb syndrome when they lose a limb. What do you think it's like when you lose your entire body? I think there's drugs that can help you feel that. <laughs> you can't take drugs when you're a computer program. All drugs do is alter the state of the neurochemistry. <laughs> the neuro, you, you can alter you the state the same chemistry. way. You won't have any chemistry. It's all going to be code. Well, yeah, but the ultimate effect is disruptions to the input and output of your consciousness. And mm -hmm. so you can certainly affect those changes in a totally virtual environment. Uh -huh. You'll, you'll sure be able to download drug scripts from GitHub. <laughs> they still don't know. Well, first of all, not if you were the first one to do it. Second of all, they st we still don't really know how a lot of drugs work. So, I mean, we'll, we'll create new virtual drugs that we won't know how they work, but they'll be fun to trip on. I agree with Russ. Teleporters are mur murder machines. And they're, while they are very efficient for moving things... Every time you step in a teleporter, you die, and a copy of you is, is created elsewhere. 
I like to think that when I watch Star Trek shows, I do like to think that everyone knows this and is just yeah, they just they just accept <laughs> like, it, and that's this is part of modern that. life. I'm the version yeah. of Riker that's going to live for five minutes on this planet until I decide it sucks and go back <laughs> up to the ship. Yeah, exactly. Now here's why I like oxygen. And it's not why they wanted me to like Oxygen, because I did like this movie. It takes this immortal element and adds a colonization element. And Mm. the movie doesn't get into this because it's not that long. But you have never seen such sheer fucking hubris that is not addressed at all in the span of this movie. We fucked up the old planet, so we decided the best thing to do would be to make copies of ourselves to go fuck up a new planet. This isn't a seed ship where you get a new race of humans that might get it right this time. They just copied the ones that ruined everything before. Oh, man, that update really bricked my phone. I bet it won't brick this one, and this is seen as the noble thing to do. Russ, that that is a lot of hubris, but I don't think it's beyond our capacity as human beings. Oh we no, could absolutely do some oh, shit. Yeah, like absolutely. That if we could. This yeah. is the realest thing. We might know on a philosophical level that this isn't a yeah. good idea, but we would one hundred percent do it anyway. I would yeah. push Sign that clone button every day. If we thought it gave us point oh oh repeating one percent chance higher of survival, we would do it. Because we're too stupid to realize that we're an aberration at best. And I would be really yeah. surprised if these plans don't already exist so that Elon Musk can shoot his space cum directly at the next habitable planet. <laughs> because this God. is a movie about survival, but it's not a movie about Melanie Laurent's survival. It's a movie about bringing capitalism to unspoiled worlds. The rust <laughs> right. cut of this movie is exactly the same, but the space pod has alternating SpaceX and Tesla stickers on it. we'd know it's a bad choice and we do it anyway and this is like everything down to our individual levels drinking is never a good idea driving fast in a car is never a good idea eating cake is never a good idea but we do those things because they make us feel good despite the danger and that's the essence of being human well that and shooting your space clones into unknowable horror They do wind up, by the way, on, on a. They're going. The planet they're going to is just really shitty. And <laughs> it's it's tidally locked, so it's like deathly cold oh, so, on one side. So there's and, a real tiny zone where you yeah, might they're just be gonna able live to on the equatorial band. And I'm sure That's not, not a good plan. No, it's not a good plan. And now it's a Halo prequel. <laughs> it might as well be for all the places you can actually walk. Yeah. <laughs> without dying. Well, 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 boys. Fascinating, fascinating. Uh, I smell a stinky turd, and I'm not going to watch this movie. <laughs> um, I, I, I do under, I, I respect that choice, yeah, but yeah. I will say, Russ and I both enjoyed it. This was a fun one. So I, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not going to change I, your mind with that. But I think you enjoyed one. it in the in the sort of laughing at it, perhaps rather than no, laughing. no. I I just enjoyed it straight. I just liked it. For our follow up, oh, I want you to tell Fry that Britain isn't a foreign country. he tried to convince Um, me to watch a british movie and i was like this is no this is this there's nothing foreign in english uh anyway well london is in a different country from here yeah so is vancouver it's not foreign Look, Th- this is this is look. why I told you we said we should take foreign off the list. No, I love it. It's so be good. Considering movies from everywhere in the world. No, we're, we're, we're next one's going to be from fucking Antarctica. Well, that would be You're pretty be foreign. Speaking penguin. <laughs> that would that I would watch. Xenofiction? I'll watch that. 
Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to watch this movie. I suppose we should uh, spin the wheel. No, we don't. We have to. We have to redo foreign fiction. The uh, foreign fiction. Oh, foreign drama. It, you're right. God, I was going to nail it this time too, and I fucked it up again. <laughs> no, James. No. Someday you'll learn the order of this podcast. Yes, one of these days I'll get it down. Just another couple hundred episodes, boys. We do recommendations (laughs) next. Yep. Uh, No, Russ, I know. Shut up. Do either of you gentlemen have any recommendations for the listeners? Fry, are you still watching a game of House of Dragon Thrones? (laughs) I have not watched any episodes of it this week. Oh, damn. Ah. It's exactly what happened to me. I'll probably watch some next week, though. It's probably fine. Okay. Uh, I, did, I have watched several more episodes of She-Hulk, which has some hilarious moments to it. <laughs> I have no thoughts it's... on She-Hulk. I want to. I, I want to say something, but I. I can. I like Marvel. You can stop. Yeah. It's enough slices. Yeah. Also, next week we bring you fucking Falcon's big toe. Yeah. <clears throat> I've been done since before Endgame, but yeah. Okay. Oh, Cabinet of Curiosities got slightly better. Yes. Well, I, I think the last two. I think the last two episodes are pretty good. Fry, did you uh, did you watch the Cabinet of Curiosities? I did not. They're not really scary. So they're like it's horror to the, but it's it's comfortable horror. There's nothing particularly terrifying. Comfortable horror is a very strange term. <laughs> it's a very common genre of horror, where you have sort of a a sense of foreboding and dread but nothing really terrible ever happens yeah anywho i don't think i have any recommendations this week uh, i've been watching re-watching just comfort shows the great british bake-off uh you know forged in fire all that kind of bullshit oh and and the pawn stars which apparently <laughs> i learned those guys got in legal trouble which sounds very i didn't know look into the details but uh haha they got in trouble <laughs> So, I guess with that, we'll sign off. Thank you, everyone, for listening to Hey James Watch This. Have a great day, and don't drink bleach.